Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Hosted by the Missouri Training Institute, this is the Weekly Workplace. Welcome to the Weekly Workplace, where professionals come to find insights and inspiration for success. Welcome uh, to Barnes & Noble. Hey. Yay! Hey. Columbia Mall. We are so excited. Thank you to everyone joining us. We have a special guest mm. today that I would like to introduce. <laughs> the store manager, Tim Fuchs, here of Columbia Barnes & Noble. Welcome, Tim. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad you guys are here. This yeah. is awesome. This is a lot of fun. We're yeah. excited to be here. We've had this cool partner with uh, your store, uh, in particular yeah. here for, well, since the inception of our podcast. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. were talking about, like, he was there at the very beginning. We met at a coffee shop and mm -hmm. we were still in the process of dreaming this idea up of the weekly workplace. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, he immediately was like, I'm on board. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love the partnership that we have in the community. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. And my customers like that, too. They like to ask questions about the signs. And <laughs> what's going on with this? And, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's cool to, to know. We, we certainly appreciate that, that yeah. end cap that we have here and with some of those recommendations that you'll often hear here on the podcast. And um, it really has been a, a very beautiful partnership. So thank you again, Tim. My pleasure. Thank you. Tell me a little bit. You have been in this business a long time. Tell me a little bit about your experience working at the yeah. bookstore, now serving as the store manager here. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. I actually started when I was years ago, almost 30 years ago, I was bartending and I just my first child came and I never got to see my child. And so they had a part time temporary position at B. Dalton Booksellers, which oh, was yes. part of the company. That. And I was just going to shelve books for the last three weeks before Christmas. But <laughs> they lost somebody. And I guess I did a good enough job. They asked me to stay on. And I that was the end of it. I just I, I love books. So it was a dream job for me. Yeah. I grew up visiting B. Dalton Booksellers. So I just had a fantastic time with it. Yeah. And I've moved around and landed here in Columbia and I love it here. So oh, that's exciting. Now, tell me, you know, there's a, something special about books. Yeah. Right. And obviously, if you've been in the business this long, you know that something special, too. So talk to me about where your love for books comes from. Well, I think it was it comes from my childhood. You know, um, everybody has different childhoods and mine. I always looked for a little bit of an escape. And so I found myself down at the Northeast Mall in Hearst, Texas, and I would sit on the book floor at the B. Dalton Bookseller and I would read all the books by Piers Anthony and his <laughs> Zanth novels and just, you know, it was that nice escape and it yeah. took me somewhere else. I like to I like to read books to learn too, but my basic love of books comes from just, you know, escaping reality and I don't know. I just I, I just like it like that. I, I do like to learn to read. You know, the, the older I get, the more books I learn mm. from, you know, mm. but yeah. 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 It, it is something special, you know, and I remember, uh, I think I told you all when I started with MTI now, almost five years ago. Wow. Yeah, yes. you're coming up this on that. Weekend. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. This weekend. So, uh, but the very first thing you all had me do is this, this whole list of books. And I thought I have never started a job before that asks me to read a ton of books as soon as I start, uh, besides school, right? But uh, it it was, it almost brought me back to a space that I had, I had forgotten about. You know, you get so down in the weeds and life and chaos, and then you get to pick up a book and you're right. It is that right. escape. Um, and definitely a lot, a lot better for you than uh, television. <laughs> well, and I would think, I mean, the kind of books that we were asking her to read, of course, are all sitting right in front of us. Mm -hmm. But, you know, your learner 
um, I'm sure just was gobbling up. And I, I think she actually got through more of them sooner than I had even anticipated. I Would was you agree? Please. You're <laughs> <laughs> like, this will keep her busy for two years, you know? And she was like, I'm done. It's yeah. <laughs> a half year. Okay. Yeah. I did. You know, as we think about, you know, leadership, I mean, these are some great thinkers in leadership. And so really kind of understanding, you know, these authors and where they're coming from, it's really kind of helps to put things into context for us, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And those leadership books really have, I mean, as a young professional in this, like having had no exposure to what we do here at MTI before I started here, I mean, they really were the basis of understanding for me in a lot of ways. And you just build upon that and you yeah. build upon that with every new read. Yep. So uh, you all have been avid, you, Dewey and Ray, you always have been avid book readers for yeah, a use, long time. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I usually have about two or three going at one time, you know, um, one's usually a professional book and then I've got another one that I pick up once in a while just for pleasure and yeah um, you know that kind of thing so and then people will tell me Tim especially will tell me hey you didn't check this book yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like all right I'll be in I'll, I'll get in and pick that up yeah. So, yeah yeah it's nice to have friends that uh, that work in the bookstore so yeah. it for you, is <laughs> oh you're welcome <laughs> free books for everybody yeah. <laughs> well, be careful yeah. about that well, yeah. I was gonna say yeah. this this is like it being in a candy shop for me yeah. so uh, yeah. you know when you talked about going to um, the bookstore and sitting in the floor I would go to the public library mm-hmm. and just mm. I mean I think I even laid down and you know acted <laughs> like and of course now they accommodate that they put yeah. you know the couches they and really the, yeah. the nice quiet you know reading areas you don't even check out a book um, yeah I just I love it I love the whole experience I do too and I think it changes you <laughs> because the more you read the more you think about things differently yes. and you just change naturally and I, I like that about reading too is yes. it helps you develop and grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Expose yourself to new ways of thinking. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Even even if it's, you know, a, a fiction. Right. You know, it just kind of gives you somebody else's perspective. Um, and I think, you know, as leaders, that's a very important concept. You know, um, how how receptive are you? How curious mm-hmm. are you, mm-hmm. um, you know, to other people's perspectives? Um, I, I just think that's a great trait uh, or a great skill for leaders. Yeah. So tell me about the store itself, Tim, and um, uh, the business or the leadership book section. All right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we've got some examples right up here, you know, but. Uh, well, we've actually moved the section around several times in the store and, you know, part of running a good bookstore is, you know, grouping the different categories together that might attract the same customer. You know, you you don't want your customer to have to look too hard, but you want them to explore and browse just a little bit. But one of the things we've we've figured is that business books are, are almost like a self-help book, like a personal growth book. And so now we put those two sections right over there together with psychology to separate them. <laughs> and, and we actually have seen an uptick in our business. Wow. And wow. a lot of those customers that come in looking for Brene Brown are also looking for, you know, Simon Sinek or maybe Robert Greene, um, because essentially it's all about learning how to change the way you view your job or the way you view yourself, which 
go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't that interesting? You know, the idea of uh, self-awareness in leadership, right? And some of those other self-help books can right. kind of help us kind of look at ourselves a little bit differently and kind of naturally into that um, leadership realm as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah self-awareness is so important because every review we write has how you rate that employee on self-awareness. Because mm. if you don't have a good self-awareness, how can you grow and develop in your job? Right. Yeah. So. I heard one time, and I thought this was interesting, uh, a, a gentleman came up to me and was telling me about how a boss he had had, and he did use the term boss because he did not view this individual as a leader, and we've talked on previous episodes about some of those distinctions, but uh, said that he would come in and he would he would buy up a lot of, of books to learn leadership skills. The problem was he would take it so um, tactically, literally, literally, yeah, he'd walk in the next day and say, okay, I am trying this today, you know, and then if it didn't work, he'd give it up and then he'd try something different. And he's like, it was misery because we all knew it when he read a new book, you know, because he was trying to apply these things, but there was no real motivation or passion behind it. It Mm -hmm. was just because it said it in here, we're going to do it. You've got to, you've got to believe some of the things that you're reading there too and making those connections, I think. And here at the table, we're going to talk in a minute about all of the different books that we enjoy because we all have talked about it already a little bit this morning. We come from different points of view on what our favorite leadership books are. Um, There are those standalone ones that will always kind of be the go-to, I think. But um, for the most part, there's also a look and feel for like, how do you see your leadership style? Because we will all uh, walk away a little bit different there too. Yeah. So tell me, thoughts. Let's start with books, favorite books. Well, I'm, I wanted to ask Tim a question oh, about, yeah, yeah. you know, what are the best sellers mm, of your leadership question. business yeah, yeah. book section? Well, currently, you know, and it does change. We, we review it on a weekly basis, but I would say probably over the last year, um, Robert Greene's 48 Laws of Power has mm. come back uh, with a vengeance. Thank you, TikTok. <laughs> and, it, and it is interesting. He does have a great concept. A lot of his books are the, uh, have a similar um, format. He pulls all of his teachings from ancient philosophers mm. or uh, generals and battles. I mean, they say that if you read the 33 laws of uh, war or power, you can go hand in hand with Sun Tzu's Arts of War, uh, which is a classic. Mm-hmm. And that uh, that appeals to a demographic, usually young men, 30 or under, just getting started in their career. And they all come in and just, we can't hardly keep them in. We also sell a lot of uh, Simon Sinek's uh, Start With Why. Mm. And that's because that's my favorite book. <laughs> and I put that into their hands. I love that book. I actually uh, got that book when I did the supervisory series, maybe eight years ago mm-hmm. and uh, Dewey mentioned it and so I bought it and I love it because it speaks to my leadership style mm-hmm. you know if, mm-hmm. if you explain why to them it makes it easier for them to do their job and buy into it which means you're going to get better performance um, but also we sell tons of five dysfunctions of a team um, anything by Brene Brown although most of her stuff is kept in personal growth Interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. and uh, I would say uh, the seven habits of highly effective yeah. people is still right up there my number two spot such a classic it, it is it is. That's good. That was going to be my number one. Yeah. That's the first one you all had me read. But it, I mean, it was so practical and mm-hmm. uh, applicable in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, something I heard is that you said 
is, you know, he relied on the teachings of ancient uh, um, world. And that just shows you how much the human is still the human, you know, um, just we, we can change our behaviors, but I think, you know, instinctually, you know, we are who we are. Um, and I just think that's interesting, you know, and then we liken, you know, a, a general in a war, you know, or a military to personal leadership. Um, just interesting, the crosswalk and the connection. Absolutely. Talk about interesting crosswalks. So uh, getting back to Seven Habits of Effect People, the first time I read that book, I was also reading a book called Anger uh, that's written from the self-help uh, section, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was written by a Vietnamese Buddhist monk. And it was so interesting to hear what this monk had to say um, and what um, uh, Stephen Covey was saying, because they were so similar, you know? Uh -huh. So we have a Mormon business guru, and then we have this Vietnamese Buddhist monk, and wow, they were talking the same language. I just saw so many similarities. Yeah. Uh, in terms of leadership between those two authors. So this is very interesting. Yeah, uh -huh. I think that's why it's important also to experience more than just one. Yeah. You know? So, you know, get on the other side. Maybe is there somebody that thinks differently than the book you just finished or the uh -huh. thought leader that you, you're following? Mm -hmm. Just to, because I think over all of the years and decades that we've been in this business and we've been reading these books, there's a common theme, you know? Um, and I think that's, that's when you finally find that, that guidepost, hmm. you know, when you're like, okay, so this author is saying this and this author, author is also saying this. And right. guess what? That one said it too. And so now you, you really find some foundational mm -hmm. principles and then to Tim's point earlier, you know, then you can adjust your style based on those principles. Right. Yeah. I think how you hear it sometimes, you have to have, to your point, right, you have to have all of those different perspectives because we were just talking about some of the differences even with like Brene's, Brene Brown's approach and her style and the, the type of book she wrote compared to something like Seven Habits or The Speed of Trust, even where it's maybe a little bit more, to me, that was analytical, scientific, Brene Brown's a little bit more um, soft and humanistic. You know, humanistic yeah. And, and so for, for me, like I have to hear it from all of those different angles to be able to really resonate and say, oh, I get it now. Mm -hmm. right. You know, mm -hmm. I get it now. Well, and I think part of it, too, is the reader's personality. Exactly. So if you are humanistic, then you are going to want to read Brene, Brene Brown and you're going to get the same message as someone who might read <laughs> Stephen Covey. But they just take a different personality and a different appeal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, Ray, tell me, what, what are your some of your favorites? Oh, gosh. Um you know, I, 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 I honestly, I have to go back to the seven habits. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, I think everything kind of, you know, spawns off of that uh, for me. I really, I, I don't think we have it up here. Maybe it wasn't on the shelves, but I really appreciated Extreme Ownership um, by Jocko Willick. Um, yeah, I, I, I just like that um, very direct, mm. um, you know, a, understanding of accountability and the type of leadership it you know the type of performance it brings for your team so i i think i uh, like that lencioni i always mm -hmm. i always i like lencioni i love lencioni man he's he's practical he's fun to read um he always tells a good story yeah. you know he's got workbooks that go with his stuff you know so you can actually work through mm -hmm. some of those things and he's got a new one out you know i think it's uh, and we're going 
going to get certified in this. Yes. I'm excited about that. But it's the six types of working genius. Well, we have it. Um, and so, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Yeah, that is going to be an exciting one to be able to offer our, our clients and uh, internal customers. I think Extension is going to sure. be one of the first customers to go through that. So it, it'll be a great certification to add to our uh, list of certifications. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Well, you got to cover multiple perspectives. You got to yeah. cover the personality yeah. styles and you right. got to cover the attitudinal, mm-hmm. um, you know, those types of things. People, I think as leaders, you know, you said it, you know, it's about understanding yourself, mm-hmm. right? And um, knowing the difference between a behavior and a and a belief. Yeah. And, and I think also learning your your people that work for you, knowing what they need, because every single person learns differently and every single person reacts differently. You know, I have some employees that they want direct. They want me just to say, nope, you screwed up. I need you to fix that. And they're fine. Other people, you have to approach that completely different. So it <laughs> takes a whole slew of books to get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that reminds me of another one that um, I think we've all read it by now, the three of us is um, it's the manager. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I You know, the title at first was just like crazy. I had to, of course, I have to read this, you know. And I end up quoting it often, uh, mostly to my husband. but <laughs> <laughs> And on this podcast a lot. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. I, we do, you know. I, who's the leader of the team, yeah. right? Who's the leader of the team? Yeah, so it's not up there, but I, I like that one too. It's the manager. And the other reason I like it, similarly, to seven habits is you can almost go to the section like Mm -hmm. it's a reference book Mm. you know and so how you can like read you know one of the habits that talks about you know uh, um, an initiative and and things like that you can go to that habit and then in the it's the manager it breaks it down into very specific chapters and so you can go right to it like a reference and just you know what do I need to read about this or refresh myself on Mm -hmm. do what about you Uh, there's several Um, you know of course John Maxwell has a ton of leadership books out there Um, what is it the 21 irrefutable the laws. laws of leadership mm-hmm. is a good one. I also like his um, Five Levels of Leadership is mm-hmm. a is a pretty good book. Um, but you know, oh, other, I like that. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Other folks that I that I enjoy is Daniel Pink. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a book called Drive that's all about you know employee motivation and mm-hmm. you know how we um, need to get away from that extrinsic motivator yep. and really tap into that intrinsic point of view. Um, and then you know other folks like uh, classics like uh, Viktor Frankl. Mm-hmm. Mm. which is not necessarily what I would consider to be a leadership book, but a classic book about about his experiences yeah. as, as a uh, as a concentration camp survivor. So right. yeah. I think what we talked about with that one, it's that idea of, you know, what do you control and it's in how you're thinking about things. Mm. So you relate that to Stephen Covey's when he talks right. about his circles of influence and circles of concern. It's kind of the same kind of concepts. Yeah, right. absolutely. But Frankel's book is kept in psychology. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. And how long has that been? I mean, that's been around oh, goodness. for oh, decades, decades, decades. And I think it's been translated almost every language mm-hmm. uh, in the world as well. Yeah. So that's that's on my 
my bookshelf at home. Yeah, I got it on mine as well. You passed it on to me too. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've passed I, a lot of books on to you. Yeah, you have. I can't keep up with them. I, I think I, I'm on one. I was trying to read, side note to leadership, trying to read some in parenting too. And those always seem to get pushed to the right. side for the new leadership books. So uh, we got Julaine, uh, one of our Hi, Julaine. commenting hey. here. We're asking her now what her favorite leadership book oh, good. is. And, and if you're watching uh, along with us right now, if you are listening to this replay, we still would love to hear from you. We, we keep a running list we do. of good reads. And so let us know what leadership books are you reading? Uh, what has caught your attention? And maybe even like, what are some of those big picture things you've learned from it too? We'd love we'd love that kind of feedback. Now, Tim, I hope I'm not speaking uh, out of turn here on this, but did I hear that if people came in today and or beyond today and mentioned the weekly workplace, they get a little special little treat? 20% discount okay. on their books. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So come on out. That's some of that holiday shopping's going on here. Uh, it's neat to see, you know, I'm not here at the noon hour typically. And so to be able to just kind of see the people coming in, it still seems relatively busy. For yeah. Thursday yeah. afternoon, <laughs> at holiday seats is the season, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. What, uh, what changes for you during this season? What do you see people picking up a lot as far as books? Well, it's, it's like clockwork every single year. Um, about this time of year, people come in with lists. So they know exactly <laughs> what they're doing and they, they want those lists. They, they spend a lot of time at customer service getting help. They want their lists. They want their books. They want out. Right. Ah. And then I eventually find lists on the floor and I always feel <laughs> sorry for those people. I'm like, oh, yikes. <laughs> Uh, I have a little lost and found of Christmas list. And then as we get further into the season, people know what they want, but they're starting to run out of those products, oh, you know, yeah. getting them back in again. And so it becomes more of a, a grab, you know, kind of like, well, I guess, do you have this? And so they start pulling on that at the very, very end. It's anything small that fits in a stocking. So yeah, there you go. We sell a lot of little gift books, <laughs> little candies and stuff like that. But I think mostly for Christmas, people tend to buy fiction okay. or they tend to buy things like uh, Willie Nelson's new book or Dolly Parton's new coffee table book, things like that, more giftable items. Items. Mm -hmm. um, we will sell a lot. We've already sold a lot of the 48 Laws of Power because that's on a lot of people's Christmas lists. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think we talked about this offline, but thinking about the, the competition between, you know, books, actual physical books, and, you know, when everything went so techno based and, you know, right. download this and, you know, read it online. Um, what, what trend did you notice with that? Well, anything, uh, a lot of a lot of music and DVD has dwindled because of streaming. But as far as books go, I don't think it hurt the book, the actual physical book industry at all. Interesting. Uh, I think it was 2007 when Barnes & Noble released their first Nook reading device. Um, part of it was touchscreen. Part of it was not. I mean, it was a really new, new device. Um, and about 3% of the reading market was in the digital game, which doesn't sound like much. But I think everybody thought it was going to be so much more. Oh, yeah. And I don't think it's much more than 3% right now. I don't have an absolute number, so I would hate to spout something. I don't know it's true, but I probably, I mean, my, my sales are going up. I sell more books now so than I did a few years ago. So I think people just love books. I mean, book lovers love their books. Yes. They want to touch them. They want to hold them. Yes. Um, and then you have other people that they just want to read it, but they don't necessarily want to own it. So I think it's just two different people, but mm -hmm. most people are still buying physical books, yeah. which I is what it. I love. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I love the aesthetic of a book. Yeah. Yes. I have nothing against any book. I just want a book. <laughs> yeah, I just want a book. I have a nook 
tablet that I use, but I, I, I buy my books. <laughs> I'll tell you, the, the most exciting thing for me right now is watching my little three-year-old who loves the physical book as well. Yeah. Uh, we go right past, uh, we go to the library a lot <laughs> and, and going right past the, the section with all the computers. He wants to go over to, you know, the book area where you right. grab a book and to your point feel the book see yeah. the book I mean it, that's exciting to yeah. me and that gives me hope that we have not gone to a completely technology driven world so that's so funny because I remember my friend's son who back years ago just maybe five to eight um, we came into the bookstore to get some books and some presents and, and things and I said uh, oh we need some jigsaw puzzles and I think he was like 13 and he said uh, I don't know what that is. Wow. Oh. Wow. I'm like, well, let me introduce you to Jigsaw Puzzles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. So again, just, I know that, you know, it's not quite the book, but yeah. the idea that the technology had taken over, you know, the, the need for that type of entertainment. There's somebody crying in here yeah. in the background. I'm yeah. hearing it. I'm yeah. hearing it. Uh, that's funny that you bring up that puzzle, Ray, because um, the other thing I love about Barnes & Noble in Columbia <laughs> <laughs> is they have the best toy selection. Yeah. Yes. Oh my god. Tons of puzzles to choose from and lots of different kinds of games. Um and and that's always a fun thing too. Thank you for the shout out. You're I am very proud of my toy <laughs> yes. section. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. It's the best. Come in for one thing, leave with 20. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like a giant impulse store. It's the longest cash wrap line ever. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That and that, you know, we we're positioned in the back of the store today uh, by the music, you know, and walking in, I'm like, don't look at any Thing. Don't yeah. look at anything. Yeah, it's you know? hard. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've got to stay focused. You're going to end up leaving with something still. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> the good thing is I have all these already. So, uh, you know, now I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. I got this. Just don't forget to mention it. the weekly workplace and get your uh, I will. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I will. Absolutely. Uh, I want to uh, go to some of our comments here on our Facebook Live. We are live on Facebook and uh, Julaine has chimed in here again. Thank you, Julaine, our MVL, most valuable listener. Uh, but she's talking about the one minute manager. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember that. And good book. Uh, yes. And then she said, oh, but that's more a management. So as far as that's for all right. supervision, that's all right. she said Servant Leader by Ken Blanchard. Ah, uh, Blanchard's yeah. a great yeah. choice as well. Yes. Yeah. And she said the same thing. Give me the physical books, please. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks, Julaine. Always good to hear from yeah. you. We love, yeah. love having you on. And, and all of you that are, are listening or watching us right now, thank you for your continued support of the podcast. And thank you, Tim, again, from uh, Barnes & Noble. Oh, yes. I'm so glad you guys are here. This is fun. Yeah. Yes. So tell me, I don't even know if we've actually gotten, do you have a specific favorite leadership book? My, my favorite is uh, Start With Why. That, that's okay. my favorite. All right. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. And I did read The One Minute Manager and I thought it was a really good book. Um, I But I also liked... Um, the five dysfunctions of a team. Yeah. By okay. And we do that here with our management team. We go through the five dysfunctions and I think it is very beneficial because that's how you learn the different styles yeah. and then how to apply what you've learned to each different employee. So tell me more about that, Tim. So you actually, I think, use their their workbook. Yeah. Lencioni's workbook on there mm -hmm. and got your team together and actually went through all those different exercises. Oh, yeah. Pass the piece of paper around. Everybody has to say what you are. It was kind of funny because... 
I, I ranked myself certain things, but when it came back around, I, every single manager had marked me in a different box. Mm. And I took that as a compliment because I felt like then I was able to give each one of them what they needed. You Personal. Know? Flexible, yeah. 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 I think that's what's important for a leadership. I think that's why I like start with why. I just think that's a really good one. But yeah, we did the, the five dysfunctions of a team and about yearly. Wow. So wow. That's keep great. it fresh. Well, kudos to you, Tim. Well, that's, thank you. Yeah, thank you for, for what you're doing for your team here. That's, yeah. I know it's it's tough. You've had some turnover here as well, um, but that's every organization. And I yeah. think one of the cool things is the environment. Every time I've been in here, you do a phenomenal job of your people love coming to work every day. Thank and, I have a great team. Yeah. I really have the best team. And I've just hired some recently some really new good ones. So <laughs> I'm floating along on cloud nine. Nice. Yeah. There nice. you go. You know, I think I, just to piggyback on that, I think that's a, a good thing for many organizations to do is like do book reads. And I know we've facilitated some mm -hmm. for our clients, you know, and we we read the book and their whole leadership team reads the book and then we go in and facilitate a conversation or, a, you know, yeah. a, about that. So I, I love that when companies do that. It's a great idea. Well, when and when everybody reads the same book, they feel a little bit more empowered to participate in a meeting because, you know, have some people that want to participate the whole time and some that just don't want to say anything. And it brings a more of a balance into it when everybody knows the material yeah. and everybody can speak yeah. to it. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. If they read the book. If they, read, <laughs> yeah. if they yeah. don't, it's glaringly obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if your owner wrote the book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you better read You yeah. better read it. Yeah. yeah. I got to throw out one more title that uh, I've told you, I think, before. And it's not exactly leadership specific, but it's more just for everybody. Um, but it, it is one of my, my go-tos all the time. That's Crucial Conversations. Mm. I really like Crucial Conversations, both for professional life and for personal life, honestly. <laughs> well, that's right. interesting that you say that too, Brianna, because that's what I get a lot out of all of these books. Yes. Is that it's not just applicable to business or to right. your organization, but I think there's things to learn from every single one of these books that you can affect your, your personal life as well. And I would agree. I I do like that Crucial yeah. Conversations. It's a, um, an, an interesting read about how to have those difficult conversations, right. which, you know, to me is a really important skill for leaders. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. So as we start wrapping up here, can you guys believe it that 30 minutes already flew by? Wow. Yeah, flew. A good yeah. yes. yes, it always does. Um, but we want to just thank our listeners. And I want to just toss it around the table one more time for final thoughts as we we're kind of thinking about this. Un I call it the unbound, uh, le unbound <laughs> nice. leadership. Yeah. So when you think about the the importance of continuing to focus on leadership um, books and, and up upskilling in those areas, any final thoughts? Probably my the first thing I would say is don't be afraid to go outside the current author you're in love with, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I think that's where you start appreciating other perspectives, even though they're different. Um, but then you also start putting together some of that, you know, foundation of what what is similar about all of these. But get out, get outside the author that you're you're in love with. I guess my final thought would be read something. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, you should always yeah, you should always be reading something, and it's not necessarily have to be a leadership book but um, as you say the more that we know the more that we're exposed to that's how our perceptions get maybe changed or um, helps to kind of form maybe a strategy that we might use in the future so just read 
read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your favorite local Barnes and Noble store can help you out with that. Yes, <laughs> yes they can. <laughs> <laughs> I think my final thought would just be that, you know, not just different authors, but remember that as we go through our careers and we move up every single position of leadership that you go up is a different. And so you're going to have to approach it differently. And so what may have worked for you 10 years, I mean, I'm a totally different person. I was much more amiable when I was an assistant manager. I'm a much more directive now. Um, so I think you're going to keep changing. So just keep educating yourself and be willing to adjust as you move through leadership. Lifelong learning. Yep. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Excellent. Yeah. It speaks. I think we just circled all the way back to the very beginning where you talked about that element of curiosity. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that that's great. And we're, we're thankful. Uh, we know that we have some great listeners and viewers out there that uh, are those avid readers, lifelong learners. We cannot thank you enough for uh, making the weekly workplace as part of that. Let's see next week. I'm trying to think where we're heading. We're finishing out our series on the confident professional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we're excited about that as we start kind of dwindling down into the year. We got some fun stuff mm-hmm. coming up in 2024. We'll talk about uh, in uh, in another podcast. And so thank you, Tim, for having thank us. You. Thank, thank you, you guys so much, for coming. Tim. Thank you. Go be great. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for listening to The Weekly Workplace, hosted by the Missouri Training Institute. Dewey, Ray, and Brianna stand ready to connect with you and meet your training needs. Be sure to check out ways to contact them in the episode description or at mti.missouri.edu. Subscribe to the podcast to get future episodes automatically by tapping subscribe in your podcast player of choice. Hope to catch you on the next episode of The Weekly Workplace. Peace.